and welcome to the Tea Party Policy Chat. This is Scott Harris, the Constitutional Patriot from the Constitutional Patriot Podcast. And we are doing the Tea Party Policy Chat podcast today. And we are doing this podcast because um, there we're going into covering more things about the domestic um, situation in this country that we... Um, can cover in the Constitutional Patriot um, podcast. So now, the to, uh, as a Tea Party Policy Chat podcast, um, today I have two news articles. Um, I have one from the Epoch Times online that I printed out, and, and an article from the brand new Washington Examiner. Um, there are other articles that are flagged in this for other for for um, the Patriot Foreign Policy podcast and for a follow up on the Constitutional Patriot podcast. There's just so much going on in the world today and so little time to cover everything. Okay, so and I'm a one man show here, so that's what we're doing here. And the Tea Party Policy chat. I drink tea, and in and this episode we're going to be drinking the Harney and Sons from from England, the Tower of London blend. This is a black tea, and this is good. Um, this is my second can of going through this tea. This stuff is great. Um, it is tea bags, and I'm using a teapot, red for red pill teapot and the constitutional patriot podcast mug that you can get a link will be in the show notes okay so here we go now one of the things that that we have in this country that we have oops little spill here okay Live TV, live TV. Um, this is being recorded live on the constitutional for the Constitutional Patriot uh, podcast Rumble channel. A link will be in the show notes. And but one of the things in society we have today is um, violence and rhetoric, um, hatred among um, conservatives. And that is something that is standard operating procedure in today's society. It is perfectly permissible to hate conservatives. It is, you know, and that is something. And one of the things that conservatives have accepted as a matter of course is voter fraud as something that is basically built into the system that the Democrats have been doing for multiple election cycles, uh, going back to, I've, I've saw reports going all the way back to the Clinton administration, how there were so many dead people voting. In one county, there was 133% voter turnout. And when they found out that, that, almost, that almost 40% of those that turned out well, more than 40% of those that turned out were dead. <laughs> so explain that to me, okay? <laughs> now, here is the reason I bring that up is because the Epoch Times, uh, Florida established a commission to basically 
to investigate these these claims of voter fraud for if they do happen and what they are doing. So here is the Florida officials look into allegations of widespread ballot harvesting operations. A Democrat whistleblower he has a sworn affidavit. This article was originally published in uh, was uh, and it was updated for October 28, 2022, by uh, Cata Bella Roberts for the Epoch Times. The Florida Department of Law Enforcement is running a long um, a long running widespread ballot harvesting operation, um, operating among black communities in the central part of the state. Okay. And the new um, and the new election crimes unit from the Office of Electric Crimes and Security OECS, right, um, is doing the investigation. The article goes on to explain how the OECS is an investigative body, but they do not have any arresting powers. They have to uh, refer that to the Department of Justice for the state. Well, that's some good tea. Well, that's really good tea. Mmm. That's really good tea. Now, <laughs> the, the Florida Department of State has received a complaint. See, what happens is the State Department, the Florida Department of State has received um, complaints regarding ballot harvesting in Orange County. So the Florida State Department has turned it over to the um, Office of Election Crimes and Securities Office, the OECS, who did an investigation, um, who had a whistleblower affidavit um, that the ballot, they were harvesting ballots in Orange County. In a separate statement um, for Just the News on Wednesday, um, the department stated that it was made aware of the issue um, around September 1st, 2022. The OECS, the Office of Election Crimes and Security, received additional information related to the allegations on October 17th, 2022. Um, and pl as a preliminary investigation, the statement read, since OECS is an investigative entity and does not have any um, does not have authority to make arrests, the office forwarded the complaint to the Florida Department of Law Enforcement for possible violations of Section 104.0616 Florida Statute, unquote. Okay, so um, the election, that now see this comes on from allegations made by True the Vote as late as 2020, that there is, quote, overwhelming evidence of ballot tra trafficking in key states of the United States, including Georgia, Arizona, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Michigan. Now, there has been other articles where there has been um, people being prosecuted. Um, in um, the, the former... Um, Orange County Commissioner candidate Cynthia Harris, a Democrat, she she's the whistleblower. She filed a sworn affidavit with the Florida Office of Secretary of State alleging that the ballot harvesting operation um, that, that she reported to just the news report. 
um, Harris reported said that voting um, activities in Orlando were being paid, voting, vo voting activists in Orlando were being paid $10 for each third party ballot they collected. So, so basically what they were doing is they were paying people to collect these uh, ballots these, uh, you know, the, their mail-in ballots for people. They, people had these mail-in ballots, and they were going around collecting them and filling them out themselves and not for the other person. This is illegal. <laughs> okay, this is totally, I mean, you're basically, basically giving your ballot, a, an empty ballot to people that's empty, that's not filled out, to, yeah, like, in, in, and they're getting, and they're turning them over to a Democratic operative for 10 bucks. Right, that's buying an election right there. That's that's totally total fraud. And this is why I don't. This is why I do not like absentee ballots. Right, because this is exactly what happened to me in three elections. My absentee ballot, ooh, never. I never received it in the mail. It just went somewhere else, and and then was filed. The county clerk confirmed that my absentee ballots. Worse turned in when I didn't get never receive them. Okay, so this this ha see this happens. This happens. Okay, you know so it's like hey it's like we'll split the money man you're you're a postal carrier you have these absentee ballots oh just give me give me fifty of them and I'll give you I'll give you I'll gi I'll give you uh twenty five bucks. Right, and then turn them over and split the split the difference. For turning over a blank paper. See, this is this is the kind of crap that that Democrats do. Okay, um, this see this comes shortly after um, the Arizona Democrat school board member who was sentenced to thirty days in prison um, after pleading guilty that they were in a that they have um, completed in ballot uh, ballot abuse. Ballot abuse is what it is referred to. Uh, Jill, um, Gilmarina Frutez, a 66-year-old former mayor of the town of San Luis, was accused of being involved in ballot harvesting scheme during August of 2020. Um, under Arizona ballot harvesting law, it is a felony to hand every um, hand in early ballots for individuals who are neither family nor household members unless the person handing in the ballot is a voter's caretaker see this this is see the thing is is that that Obama he's saying that they're wanting to take away voting rights that Republicans want to destroy democracy. No, Republicans don't want to destroy democracy. Republicans want to restore legitimate voting. Republicans want to restore the protection of your vote. That's what Republicans want to do. Okay? Republicans want to prevent what happened to me of having your vote stolen by an, by an illegal activity um, by Democrats. But see, this is but this see this is how Democrats stay in power, right? This is how Democrats stay in power, and they don't want that to happen. 
See, so Obama says we're going to they're going to destroy democracy as we know it. Yeah, we're going to destroy the illegal activities of the Obama administration in the Obama era of its illegal voting methods by by vote harvesting and stealing people's votes and having illegal aliens vote and having dead people vote. Right. We're going we're going to strip the voting rights of zombies. That's what we're going to do as Republicans. We're going to strip the zombie vote from its voting rights. So zombies should not have voting rights. Right? Vote Zombies do not have a right to vote in the Constitution. Show me in the Constitution where a zombie has the right to vote. Find that for me in the Constitution. Because I have read this Constitution. I have read it several times. And nowhere in this Constitution or the Declaration of Independence, or the, the debates of the Federalist Papers, or the, Fed, the Federalist Papers, the Anti-Federalist Papers, the Articles of Confederation, the Mayflower Compact, right? None of the documents of this country give voting rights to zombies. But for some reason, the Democratic Party thinks that, that dead people have a right to vote. Okay? That's, that is amazing to me that Democrats feel so strongly that dead people should have a right to vote. I do not believe that dead people should have a right to vote. I do not believe that people who come into this country illegally, who are not citizens of this country, should have a right to vote in our elections. Okay? I don't have the right to vote in, in the British elections. I don't have a right to vote in the EU elections. I don't have a right to vote in the Australian elections or the Canadian elections because I would definitely vote out Justin Trudeau. That pansy. <laughs> right? I don't have a right to vote in those elections, even if I was there. But I do have a right to vote in American elections because I'm an American citizen. See? American citizens have the right to vote in America. Okay. And you have to be alive to vote. It made me think back to, you know, made me think back to when I was in high school. It's like somebody, the, the, everybody's like, uh, I, I was at a coffee house uh, yesterday and I was having my coffee. It was a great pour over. And I was having my really great coffee. It was a Costa Rican blend. It was really good. And um, it, was, it, it was good. This is good tea, but it's not the Costa Rican pour-over that I had yesterday. But this is good tea. But anyway, so the, the um, I, I ran into some people there. And I, I'm, a, I'm a talker, right? I like to talk, and I like to meet new people and have conversations over coffee. It's one of my hobbies. So I was there was these students and oh and I, they were doing work on computers. Oh I miss college and I said, and I would bring it up and they said well she's in high school and her friend was a year older she was a freshman in college and and we were talking and um it made me think back to to when I was in um, when I was in. Uh, High school, and it was like I was going to go to. I went to Fresno City College, and they says, "Well, what are the admission requirements? Is it a GPA requirement? The admission requirement for is that you're back then is that you're check cleared and that you're breathing on the first day of class. 
That's that's basically that. That's the only that you're present and breathing and your check cleared. That's the admission requirement for Fresno City College, and that made me think of that is because yeah. See, you have to be alive to go to college. You have to be alive. You can't a dead person, a zombie cannot go to college, right? A zombie should not be able to go to get admitted into college. A zombie should not be able to to vote. Right? A zombie, I don't think, should even have the right for a driver's license. Right? You know? But if, if they want to expand... Ex- See, Democrats are all about expanding the suffrage of voting. Because they want to ev- they want to expand it to illegal aliens. And they want... And it says, how are... It's like, well, we can't... If you're going to have illegal aliens vote, well, what about, you know, al- real aliens? So it's like, are we going to have, like, you know, uh, people from other planets coming in and right to vote? And dead people voting? And what about dogs? <laughs> I bring that up because back during the Clinton era in the Clinton election, um, in the state of Maine, um, at the time, there was a senator's name was Bob Smith. And Bob Smith was from Maine, and there was this very sweet little old lady who was 80 years old, and she had four cocker spaniels. And there was a pin, he had a picture of her and her four cocker spaniels. And she says, oh, it's so cute, such a sweet little old lady. And she she loved her cocker spaniels so much that she registered her cocker spaniels to vote in the Democratic primary. And she and she filled out the absentee ballot request form. She received the absentee ballots for her four cocker spaniels. She filled them out and signed them and sent them in. And then, the, then she fought, did the same thing in the general election. So you know, I do not think that canines and should have the right to vote. But I'm also going to extend that no right to vote to cats, to ferrets, to goldfish, to parakeets, okay, to macaw parrots. You know, whatever pet the animal that you get, non-human pets should not have the right to vote. Oh, how dare you say that? You you just want to strip people's you just want to strip people's vote. Well, what about plants? I have a bonsai tree. Should my bonsai tree get to vote? See, the, the Democrats think, oh yeah, bonsai trees are alive. But bonsai tree, you know, how dare you say that that, that a bonsai tree is not a living being? And as a living being, they should have the right to vote. <laughs> Dumbass is to Democrats as air is to breathing. Nice, okay. I take a sip of my good tea. Okay. Now we're going to... Oh, okay. Okay, we're going to the Washington Examiner, dated November 1st, 2022. In the year of our Lord, 2022. And this is about the GOP on a roll is the, is the, is on the title of it. And there's a lot of stuff in here about the midterms. And there's an article in here and um, it's about restoring America is the actual what they want to do. And they have a section here called Your Land. Okay. And they have short little news stories. And here's one. Now see, um, I live in the in the Soviet Communist Damasery of California. Okay, I call it that because um, it's socialist, who is, which is becoming a authoritarian communist state, 
which is still theoretically a part of the United States of America. <laughs> I mean, seriously, the state is completely insane. And they, they, the state of California it violates federal law every moment of every day. The, uh, the law that made California a sanctuary state is 100% unconstitutional. And they do nothing to stop this unconstitutional attitude or behavior. So what they're so I want to get into this article, okay? And this article is um, that it is titled "Drug Dealers Aren't the Real Victims." Wow! Wow! Really? The, going to the end of the article, it's by Con Carl. Um, C-O-N-N, first name, last name, C-A-R-R-O-L-L, okay? And this is from... I should, you, you shouldn't have to say that drug dealers are... The, the idea that drug, in a criminal activity of drug dealing, that the person, that the real victim is the drug dealer. <laughs> oh, seriously... San Francisco Mayor London Breed um, had a moment of clarity. Okay. This, um, this person came up, asked a very insightful question. I'm going to give it to this, to this London Breed. I don't know if it's a male or female. So I'm going to use the... Um, um, well, I can't use they because it's one person, right? I don't know if London Breed is a male or a female. The article did not use a pronoun. It just used the name Breed. I'm scanning to see if there was, if I missed a pronoun, because I want to make sure I don't, I don't give the wrong pronoun. I, I, I basically... In the state of California, using the wrong pronoun is a crime. And I don't want to be guilty of a crime. This is so, California is so insane. It's like dumbasses are Democrats as air is to breathing. And, oh, she. Right here. It uses the pronoun she. So London Breed is a woman. If, well, but, but in California, does, do, do Democrats really know what a woman is? The... The uh, the newest Supreme Court justice is unable to define what a woman is, and I saw a video. <laughs> it was it from the Epoch Times? I think it was, it was so funny. It was on it was on Rumble, and it was this reporter going to the tribal parts of Africa where there's tribes. These people live in dirt huts, and he asked them <laughs> through a translator, "What is a woman?" Can you define? Can you can you tell me what a woman is? And this man who is uneducated, he's never gone to school, right? He lives in a dirt hut in the middle of of Africa in a tribal village in Africa. He said, "This is his definition: a man has a penis, and a woman has a vagina." <laughs> okay. So we're we're gonna take this this African tribal person from from that lives in a dirt hut. 
we're going to take that definition and we're going to apply it to this pronoun for the mayor of London, for the for Mayor London Breed of San Francisco. So I basically, I think I covered my butt here with making sure that I do, don't wrong pronoun the mayor of San Francisco. <laughs> Dumbass is to Democrats as air is to breathe. This woke crap. I mean, seriously. Okay. <laughs> really? So stupid. Okay. Quote, why do people who deal drugs have more rights than people who try to get up and go to work every day and take their children to school, question mark, unquote. Wow. Wow, what a very insightful, you know, and, you know, Captain Obvious type of question. <laughs> a very insightful Captain Obvious type of question, but one that is, you know, hey, there you go. <laughs> So um, that's that's what we're dealing with. I have a static. Hold on. Okay, there we go. The static. I had a loose cable, and my staticky. I had this static hum, and it's gone. Okay, so so this is an insightful question coming from. A Democrat. Wow. Yeah. Give, give bonus points to the female she, Mayor London of San Francisco, Mayor London Breed of San Francisco. Okay. Now, um, I, I'm going to use the term. I'm going to. I'm going to be uh, politically incorrect and use Miss Miss Breed. Added quote. They are unfortunately a lot of people who come from a particular country, comma, come from Honduras, and a lot of people who are dealing drugs happen to be of that ethnicity, period. Now, maybe the term ethnicity is wrong. I'm going to call her on that. Not ethnicity. Nationality would be the proper term. Okay, but you know you can't ex you can't expect very much from a from a Democrat in California. They have no understanding of reality. So so we're gonna give we're gonna we're gonna overlook the the wrong term word there in the, in her quote because it's not an ethnicity, it's a nationality. They're Hondurans. That's a nationality. They are from the country of Honduras. Okay. Being Honduran is not an ethnicity. It is a nationality. Okay, so we so let's 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 absorb that bit of knowledge. Let let's add that to our schemata and move on, shall we? Okay. And now here's something about how her quote that this mayor basically doesn't know very much about English grammar because in her quote her she ended this she basically starts a new sentence in her quote with a and and <laughs> when a lot of arrests have been made for people breaking the law you have the public defender's office 
and staff from the public defender's office who are basically accusing and using the law to say you're racially, you're racially profiling, you're racially profiling, right? Question mark. And it's nothing racial profile, but this is. We all know it, and it really, and it's the reality. Is it what you see? It's what's, it's what's out there. Unquote. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, so she she was she was going good here, and then she started some word salad. Okay, she 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 started channeling Camilla Harris and doing a word salad. You know, she was she was channeling Camilla Harris, and and she was she was doing a Camilla Harris word salad aspect to it. <laughs> And um, and then she 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 didn't stick the landing, and we came up with a dumbass. Okay, so you know let let's 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 go through this quote and really pick it apart, shall we? Because that's what we do here at the Constitutional Patriot Podcast and the Tea Party Policy Chat Podcast. So so that's but first let's take another sip of our really good Tower of London black tea. Oh, that's good tea. Okay, and I'm embracing my my British heritage, a ethnicity. <laughs> my ethnicity. See, see the thing is, is like okay. See, the Honduran drug dealers. Their their ethnicity is Honduran. Well, okay, then my then my heritage, then my ethnicity, is not Caucasian white American. It's my ethnicity. My ancestry is English-German ethnicity. <laughs> no, my nationality is American. Okay, see, th- th- this, is, this is the kind of bullcrap that happens when you focus everything on the color of people's skin. When you focus everything on race and ethnic, right? No, their nationality, they are illegal immigrants from the country of Honduras. And they're drug dealers. Okay, so let's get the reality of this. Let's take the red pill and awaken to the reality of the situation. Because these people don't understand. Democrats have no understanding of what reality is. And the reality of the situation is dumbasses to Democrats as air is to breathing. That's the reality that we are living in in this country and more so than anywhere else in this country number 1 in the California is number 1 in the country for dumbass okay and they and they're not giving that title up i mean seriously they're not i mean they're doubling down on it on a daily basis the 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 state legislature is trying to be trying to out dumbass the, the legislature for the year prior. I mean, this is literally how... The, I mean, it's like, just wait. Just wait till that special legislative meeting that Governor Newsom is going to be calling this later this month to where he's going to impose a tax on corporations who have never been in the state of California. You cannot tax co- companies from other states. You can't do that. You cannot place a corporate income tax on a corporation based in Texas. You can't do that. <laughs> you can't have 
a international um, tax on their international profits when they're <laughs> oh real dumbasses to Democrats as heirs to really oh okay oh okay now here's the reality the article goes on to explain that almost almost every single drug dealer in the uh, want to get the area okay almost all the drug dealers in the Tenderloin neighborhood of San Francisco are il- are illegal Honduran nationals who have been smuggled into the United States by the drug cartels. Right? The article went on to basically say that these poor illegal immigrant Hondurans are actually just selling drugs to meet their own habit, which is a total lie because the dr- the drug cartels are they're basically, I'm going to flat out say this, drug cartels are smart business people, right? Be, <laughs> I mean, they, they're, they're making billions of dollars a week, okay? <laughs> so, but see, here's this Oakland journalist, uh, Oakland journalist Leeton Woodhouse has documented that, that this perception by the the public defender's office and the district attorney's office in San Francisco the, and the reason they're not being prosecuted that they're just drug addicts trying to get a fix um, is not true um, it's not true the smuggled drug dealers they quickly earn enough to pay off their debts to the drug cartels but they still selling drugs because they're making a lot of money and but the drug cartels would cut them loose if they be get developed a drug habit because it's not good business. <laughs> oh man. <And> oh. <laughs> okay, so this basically this Oakland journalist Leighton Woodhouse. So basically it's like like this this reporter Woodhouse, they realize that hey, these drug drug cartels, they're not stupid business people. They know that if these if your drug dealers are using the drugs, you're not making money off the drugs. Right? So you don't do that. You cut them loose or, or most likely just kill them and, you know, shoot them up and let them die because you're not making money if they're using the drugs. Okay? You don't you <laughs> It's just like bartenders don't drink the booze. That's that's not if you if you own a bar and your bar and your bartenders drinking like you know fifteen twenty shots of Jack Daniels all day long, right? They're not you're not making any money, right? You, you bartenders don't drink the booze; they serve the booze. Drug dealers don't you you know? Okay, <laughs> this is awesome. Um, by not enforcing the, in the la- this is the last half of the conclusion. By not enforcing the law, by giving the drug dealers more leeway, just because they are here illegally, the Democrats have made the cities far, far worse. That is such a true statement. And San Francisco is a toilet. And to prove it, they have an app. It's called Crap City, I think it's called, and it and you could see the pile of poo in the Tenderloin District. The Tenderloin has this big mountain of poo on the mountain. 
Oh, seriously? Oh, San Francisco is, in fact, a toilet. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to get ready for the video section, video articles. I have three videos, so we're going to stand by, hold on for that. Okay, um, now we're back, and the screen is all shared and set up. I had to do some adjusting here. So we're, what we have here is we have, this is, um, um, this is, the first one is the e e Laura Ingram. I love her. I love Laura Ingram. And she is um, she is doing a uh, show, The England Angle. She, she's great. I love her on Fox News. And she's really smart and knows her stuff. And the title of it is, is The Ingram. Joe Biden is an unrepentant liar. Yes, Joe Biden is an unrepentant liar. That's a statement of fact. So, um, here we go. I'm Laura Ingram. This is the Ingram Angle from Washington tonight. Elect them or else. That's the focus of tonight's angle. All right, Joe Biden is an unrepentant liar. Because he can't beat Republicans fair and square, he's trying to criminalize their very existence. He fabricates phantom scenarios with half-truths. There's an alarming rise in the number of our people in this country condoning political violence. Okay, that political violence is coming from the left. Um, for example, the assassination attempt of a Supreme Court justice from the left. The violence and bomb and, and uh, attempts and violence against pro-life uh, pre uh, pregnancy centers um, and, and uh, p conservative activists. There was a conservative reporter um, that was that was back when remember when you had those in 2020 you had those uh, protests those BLM protesters he was a he was an Asian gay conservative reporter okay yes the Republican Party is inclusive of all ethnicities and genders and whatever but he was a reporter and he was just asking questions at the protest and they beat the crap out of him and put him in the hospital he was actually in a coma I think for two days and then there was Antifa who basically went after with a pipe and a baseball bat went after this marine how stupid was that and so and then we have um, a Bernie bro okay um, shooting up and um, killing some Secret Service details, shooting up and basically almost killing Scalise, the minority whip of the Republican Party, at a baseball game practice because they were Republicans. Then you have Maxine Waters saying to, t telling people to get in the face of conservative of Trump voters and conservative people that are in the Trump government. Okay, the violence is coming, political violence is coming from the left. Now, what he's referring to here is that Nancy Pelosi's husband was attacked, but it wasn't political. This person was a child molester. This person was a, had a long history of mental illness. This person had a long history of massive violent crime against his wife and children. And, and each time this was happening, it was, he, was, he was charged with a misdemeanor and immediately released because of zero bail. And, and over and over and over again, this was happening because of the Democrats' elite, 
basically the Democrats refusing to put criminals behind bars. So the political violence is political violence is coming from the left, not the right. Okay, those are the facts, which Biden does not seem to comprehend or understand. We're simply remaining silence because silence is complicity. We can't allow this sentiment to grow. We must confront it. So silence is complicity. When you understand that silence is complicity, okay, well then the the silence against the anti-Semitism of AOC, Elon Omar, and Tlaib from the squad, and their and their basically slanderous, um, untrue lies about Israel, and their slanderous about Jews, their anti-Semitism, and the refusing to basically vote for a resol- a non-binding resolution to condemn anti-Semitism. The Democrats refused to vote for it. Okay, they couldn't get it passed when they had a majority. Okay. Even if they couldn't get it passed. They wouldn't bring, and, and all the Republicans were voting for it, but they but they weren't they couldn't get enough votes from the Democrats to pass it. When they had a majority. They couldn't even do that. So their silence. The sound of silence. Is complicity to anti-Semitism. And hatred of of Jews. And the violence that has occurred uh, to Asians. And and, um, Jewish people in this country. Has also all come from the left. The 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 if you go back and look at all this Asian um, these the violence in New York that has occurred against the Asian community if you actually look at the video of it it's all done by the African American popul the Afro criminal elements of the African American community in New York that are Democrat the violence is political it comes from the left facts moving on. Head on now. Now. He's such a dumbass idiot. Biden is to dumbass as air is to breathing. I, 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 I could have like a whole series of these, of these dumbass. <laughs> uh, the air is to breathing series. That's, that, I'm going to do that. I'm going to say. <laughs> That's funny. You know, I, I, I'm a funny guy. I'm a funny guy. As I take a sip of my Tower of London tea and my Constitutional Patriot mug, the link will be in the show notes. Well, confront what? People who happen to disagree with Joe Biden and the Democrats? Well, that doesn't sound very fair. And how do you intend to confront them, Mr. President? By surveilling them or hounding them? Well, yeah, um... Miss Ingram, he has the FBI, the National Security Agency, and the IRS, and he's and he's added eighty-seven thousand armed, repeat eighty-seven thousand armed IRS agents to harass conservatives, small business owners. When the real vote, when the real fraud um, of tax fraud comes, the massive amount of tax fraud comes as a tax preparer. I know this is a fact, and as a some as a former IRS tra- data transcriber, who basically that was my job was to input tax returns. 
that the that it is earned income credit fraud is the massive amount of fraud. Okay, the um, four hundred over four hundred and fifty billion dollars a year in in IRS earned income credit fraud. Okay, so mm, <laughs> yeah, that's what we're gonna let. So let's focus on that, shall we? And this and this fraud actually comes from basically uh, people using TurboTax, which I hate. You know, I, I I don't like TurboTax because it's destroying my business, and that's that's my bias, and I admit it. Moving on. Trying to get him fired, canceled. I thought you were a public servant, not the public's master. Bottom line, I can't He's think of. He's not a public. You know, Miss Ingram, um, see, you're stating. You're stating the office. He should be a public servant. That's what he was elected to be, but he is not. He is a. He is trying to establish a democratic oligarchy, because um, he's not running it. He has. He has puppet masters. Who his puppet masters are are unknown, because he is not. Doesn't have the mental capability to basically run the country, or to even basically. He needs an Easter bunny to tell him what to do. Um, you know, so so you know that's that's you know I'm what what I wonder what it was during Halloween. What was the person dressed up that was basically controlled him on Halloween? You know, that's that's anyway. That would that that would, that would be interesting. But yeah, we know that the Easter Bunny tells him what to do, right? He he obeys the Easter Bunny. So <laughs> so who is the puppet master? Of Joe Biden, you know that is is that is that like a one of those czar positions, you know, one of those unelected uh, people that basically have a bunch of power that they don't have constitutionally. Let's make this is the puppet master czar. This is the puppet master czar of our brain dead president. You know, that's basically who's who's the puppet master, right? You know, but see what it is? It's an oligarchy of these of these super delegates. Basically, that is in the Democratic Party that you have this group of oligarchs who are the super delegates who pick the presidential nominee for the Democratic Party, and those oligarchs are the ones running the country. Those oligarchs, right? Um, that basically that somebody is within that administration, the puppet master of the brain dead Joe Biden. Moving on. Of anything more irresponsible than a president who tells the world that America is a democracy only if his party wins. But that's exactly what the White Husband has been doing consistently, really since he was sworn into office. Dumbass is to Democrats as heirs to breathing. See, you know, his, he was sworn into office, and in his inaugural speech, he was going to be the great uniter, the uniter of the illegal activity of the Democratic Party into a superpower oligarch, oligarchy that were going to destroy the Constitution and institute a totalitarian regime by one party control in this country. That's what he. That's what he was. That what he was doing as as the great uniter. That's that. That's the. His great uniting agenda. Moving on. Last night was embarrassing for both the president and our country. No policy, no effort to bring the country together, just fury and personal invective toward Republicans. Has there ever been a republic, as a, a, a to this this republic that we live in, this country that is a republic? I've been reading in some of the doc in some of the um, speeches by Patrick Henry, um, and and. From the um, debate of the of the constitutional debates and the anti-federalist papers, 
um, his speech um, before the House, um, the Virginia House um, legislature, about the Constitution. And he was concerned, his concern that they were basically going to be abandoning the liberties that they fought for. And he said that the government's end result should be liberty. That's an interesting conceptual framework. But is, can we honestly say that the, 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 me, the end result of government action is liberty under the control of the Democratic Party? No, the end result of government action under the Democratic, the Democratic Party is, is authoritarian, oligarch, single-party rule with the Chinese Communist Party as our master overlords. That's the end result. It's estimated that there are more than 300 election deniers on the ballot all across America. Yeah, and then there are, and basically, basically they're all Democrats. <laughs> um, the his his um, the press secretary is elect for the White House. Press secretary is a documented um, election denier. Hillary Clinton is an election denier. Stacey Abrams. The, the Democratic candidate for governor of Georgia is an election denier. Um, the Democratic governor of New York is an election denier. Um, the ladies on The View, right, which are propagandists, um, people who are propagandists working for the United States Democratic Party as propagandists, they are all election deniers. And <laughs> um, you can basically go on and on and on and on, okay? So, you know, election deniers should not throw bricks. Okay, if you're an election denier. Biden was an election denier. Okay. Um, they are all saying that President Trump was an illegitimate president when he, when he won. And he actually won both elections. He won re-election if you take away the illegal votes. This year. We can't ignore the impact this is having on our country. It's damaging, it's corrosive, and it's destructive. As says someone who wants to have illegal uh, voting opportunities. So here we have, I'm going to have to put this on mute because we have, we have a video commercial. <laughs> and I have to get through it. Um, there we go. Then, if the Democrats lose, and if folks like Carrie Lake, Tudor Dixon, Tiffany Smiley, Don Bolduc are elected... Well, Biden will not recognize them as legitimate leaders. If certain governors or senators are destructive and corrosive, as he said, and is essentially, you know, they're all enemies of democracy, then why would Democrats ever even cooperate with them? Now, given now see, here's the thing. If he's going to, if you have, are going to have these Republicans win their states, their state senators, and he's going to not, elect, not recognize them as legitimate, Okay, then um, is he going to take action to prevent the senators from taking office? Because that's a felony. Preventing an elected official from taking office is a felony. You can't do that. That would be a violation of the United States Constitution, impeachable, and, and, and basically, in my viewpoint, an act of war against that state. Okay. 
that null and vote that basically you're basically saying you, you're null and voiding the constitution and declaring your basically is he going to declare martial law what action are these what so is is that what he's going to do is he's going to declare martial law to prevent the republicans from taking control of the house and the and the senate is he going to do that are the democrats really that stupid this is, is like uh, you know, I, I wish I had the money to do what I say, but if you have the money, arm yourselves, because this is the insanity that these Democrats are doing. Go out and arm yourselves and prepare for a civil war. Because that's what they're, that's what they're trying to do. This is insane. Insanity is to Democrats as air is to breathing. Seriously, they are completely and totally non-compassmentous. Given the track record of the sleazy Biden team, I wouldn't at all be surprised if they took their implicit threats a step further and used the full force of the federal government to make the lives of any of these newly elected Republicans miserable. See, that right there, this, this right there is where I think that the state, the state governments need to pass legislation to where any attempt to prevent these these elected officials from doing their job is a state crime and punishable by a st and have them arrested and and brought to the state and have them throw their ass in jail. Wow, that would be so fantastic. This the state of Arizona, or the state of refusing to let um, a the a senator or a governor take office. That's an act of war. Seriously. Seriously, this is this is getting to the point to where basically the state legislatures will need to send armed guards from the state of their from whatever it is to protect them against the against the federal government in the in yeah yeah we're going to turn you're going to deny armed guards for this <laughs> oh man what is that going to do what is that going to do I'm talking audits phony investigations information leaks, and yes, surveillance. Heck, they've done it before. They've got the whole deep state and the regime media. They've got them ready to do their bidding. And they're now issuing final warnings. The president decided a few days ago that it was important to uh, uh, issue one final warning on this issue to make very clear, to leave no doubt, uh, that we have people out there still peddling the big lie. People uh, uh, now raising the issue of election denial in this election uh, and of course see this right here is is see they're 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 actually trying to make the, they're actually gonna they're trying the democrats are look look this is this is war talk this is saber rattling this is basically they're getting ready to launch basically what an invasion of arizona an invasion of georgia are they going to send troops during the Obama administration, there was a program called Jade Helm 2015, which where the military, the U.S. military, trained to go to war with these exact same states in a military training exercise. Jade Helm 2015 during the Obama era. Okay. What are they planning? What are they planning? I thought this. I thought we were past this. I thought that once Obama got out of office and we survived the Obama era without going to civil war, 
we were okay, <laughs> right? But uh, but are they going to? Are they going to? I mean, you did have you did have a woman on the floor of the House of Representatives during the Obama midterms, begging her from the floor of the House of Representatives, begging Obama to use his phone and pen to declare martial law and suspend the election so that the Democrats do not lose control of the Senate. That's 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 that actually happened. That actually happened. You actually had an elected Democrat um, in the House of Representatives wanting to suspend the Constitution to prevent an election result that she did not that was not good for her political party. If they tried that, that would have been a civil war. Uh, the horrible incident uh, uh, involving Speaker Pelosi and her family, mm -hmm. uh, you know, showing the rising threat of political violence. A final warning. Final warning. Well, here's the final warning, Democrats. Right? Final warning. When a long train of abuses and assertions pursuing inevitable invariably the same object invites a design to reduce them under absolute depotism. It is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and provide new guards for their future security. Okay, and then we do that by going to the Second Amendment. A well-regulated militia being necessary for the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms, shall not be infringed. 10 U.S. Code 246 def defines it as an unorganized militia where the states actually can do this. And that basically, that, that there you go. There you go. <laughs> so... Um, the, the the final the f final warning there dumbass is that try to basically preve to prevent the republicans from from winning this election by unconstitutional means that's that is an act of war against the people of this country what a bizarre negative closing argument to america Again, implicit in this message is that if Democrats do not win, then America has failed and we're no longer even a democracy. Now, once again, Democrats are engaged in the inartful exercise in projection. They claim Republicans are against democracy, but it's the Democrats who are. See, everything that they're doing is an example of an authoritarian dictatorship. Um, fascism, right? communism, authoritarian rule, okay? That's what they do, right? Liberty is what Democrats do not understand. Liberty is the ends of government. Liberty is what we do, okay? Liberty is... For liberty ought to be the direct end of your government, this is from this is from a speech made by Patrick Henry June June 5th 1788 and the Virginia debate um, in the Virginia Convention of 1788 
in debating in the ratification of the Constitution of the United States. He was concerned about government become tyrannous, that, the, that there was not enough protections within the Constitution without the Bill of Rights to prevent government from stripping the rights of the people away. And that is why we have the First Amendment. That is why we have the Second Amendment. That is why we have these amendments to guarantee and limit the power of government to protect the citizens against the abuses of government because government becomes abusive when a long trail of abuses and absorptions pursuing an invariable de single design under absolute depotism, it is the right is the duty to throw off such government and institute new guards for our future securities. Okay? This is the conceptual framework of our country that Democrats do not understand and refuse to accept because the Democrat ideology, the Democratic core value system is an authoritarian regime with them in power. That's what it is. And it's ruled by the upper elites and that the people are subjects and do not want them educated. That's why the, that's why the, the education system in California is crap. Right? They, they rank, what, 47th in the quality of education in the state of California? I wouldn't, I wouldn't, seriously. California is shit. <laughs> They're, in effect, questioning the legitimacy of the midterms because the candidates themselves are illegitimate, they think, because they're mega-maga. The extreme maga element of... You're a communist. You are on the payroll, Biden, of the Chinese Communist Party. Your son is a drug addict and a criminal who has been receiving money from the Chinese Communist for, um, Intelligence Service, from Russian oligarchs, oil conglomerates out of Moscow. You are a criminal. The Republican Party is trying to succeed where they failed in 2020. Okay, this, this I can't put up with this man anymore. He is so full of crap, right? Everything he says is a lie. He is total, total insane. He, he has no mental capabilities to understand anything. So now we're going to... Um, <laughs> you know, see, this is what I understand. This... The Democrats, they, they're supporting these, these elites. Oprah Winfrey is supporting uh, Fetterman for many reasons. What? He's basically mentally incompetent. He doesn't have the mental capabilities to even hold a conversation. He, and he doesn't have the mental capabilities to basically write a piece of legislation. He's basically a bench seat. Basically, see, what they do is they get a card, and when they vote, they put the card in and they push a button. Right? And that's what he does. That's what he's going to be doing. And so, <laughs> seriously, he's basically just, he's basically just going to be do doing what he's told. He's completely, totally insane. Okay, moving on. All right, Santa, for more on all of this, let's bring in Molly Hemingway, editor in chief of the. I like Molly Hemingway. She's really great.
Federalist and a Fox News contributor. Let's put up another aspect of that Fox News poll on the Pennsylvania race. This is Pennsylvania voters saying that they are certain to vote or... Okay, wow. Okay, the the Senate choice among PA voters. Uh, Federman, in September, he was 48%. Now he's 47%. Oz is at 43%. Stern is at 3%. And um, other undecided not voting is 7%. The poll has a plus or minus of three percent, so it's pretty. That means that it has a pretty large um, uh, sample size. A three percent plus or minus is a relatively accurate uh, poll. I would prefer two point five um, or two percent, but three percent is respectable. We're already voted. The margin is the same as the poll that Brian Yenis brought up, but look at this: other undecided or not vote seven percent. So there's still enough people out there that could sway this in Oz's favor if he manages to get the momentum uh, in the next few days. And that number is bigger than it was in September. Yeah, it's very interesting how many people in Pennsylvania previously voted prior to that disastrous debate where Fetterman struggled to answer questions or articulate his viewpoint. Uh, you know, something like 600,000 people had voted by that. Well, see, uh, see, the thing is, is that Fetterman did an interview with a, well, I think it was an ABC reporter, and the ABC reporter was commenting. I think it was ABC or maybe it's CNN. I don't know. I'm going to call it ABC because that's what I think it is. But that's a moot point. There was a mainstream media reporter who was commenting on about the conversation she was having with Fetterman while they were setting up the the computer so he could read the questions that she was asking. And she said that he couldn't understand the conversation that they were having. He got confused about the what she was saying. Um, he when his when he when in the conversation they he couldn't follow the topic of the conversation. He would get confused. He couldn't even hold a conversation. Now in the Senate, you give speeches, you give debates, you you have you're on the floor, right? Is he not going to be? He's not going to do that. He's not going to be. Uh, he's not going to be able to at Senate hearings and committee hearings. He's not going to be able to ask questions co coherently. I mean, what value is he? Zero. He is a zeroed valued person. Besides the fact him being a severe radical. With basically, he's never he's never met a murderer that he doesn't like. That he's he his radical cr ideas on crime are insane. That point. So even though all the men momentum is going in Dr. Oz's direction, I mean, this went from a blowout for Fetterman to a very tight race. But all of that movement is happening late, and because of massive mail-in voting and unsupervised voting in Pennsylvania, it might be too late to make a difference. Yeah, God knows where we're going to have to get the result. Unsupervised voting. Now, see, the thing is, is that, you know, <laughs> you vote on a day. You vote on a day. And that day is the same day throughout the country. Right? It, it is... I just, I just don't find it under this whole idea that you could have multiple days. Congress may determine the time and choosing of the electors, and the day on which they shall 
give their votes. Okay. It says that um, the states will set the um, make the rules and regulations for voting. Okay. But the but it will be but the but it will all be on the same day. Okay, this is where this is where um, the times and places and manners of holding elections for the sinners revenue shall be prescribed by um, in each state by the legislature thereof, but Congress may at any time by law make or alter such regulations except for the play, places of choosing senators. Congress shall assemble at least once. Okay, so basically, what they did is they said that on 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 the the second Tuesday of of November will be the day that they elect the um, the the House nationwide. That's the election day. Okay, that's the day. This in some states you can vote for four days, or a week, two weeks, a month ahead of a time. That needs to stop. You need to vote in person on the day of the election. Okay? That's what needs to happen. Because that's what's in the Constitution. I don't like this, this early voting crap. Right? If you can't get out there and vote on the day, make, elect voting, make it a holiday where nobody has to work and you go and vote. Results of that uh, as well. Uh, in Georgia, same group of voters, Herschel Walker now with a one-point advantage over Raphael Warnock. He's closing strong. Yeah, and this is a race where Democrats seem to think that things are very bad for them, that Herschel Walker will win this. This could be something that happens without even a runoff. So Georgia has a lot of runoffs because they require more than 50% vote. Uh, Walker is closing so strongly, he might be able to avoid that runoff. Joe Biden's Oh, that would be so fantastic. Go Herschel Walker. If you if you have a family member in the state of Georgia, please call them and say, "Hey, Bob, Uncle Charlie, Uncle Bob, Cousin Phil, you know, Aunt Susie, whatever it is." Say, "Hey, can you go vote for Herschel Walker? Save this country. Vote for Herschel Walker." Speech last night across the street at Union Station. He said, "We're not enemies. Listen here. Democracy is in the ballot for all of us." We must remember that democracy is a covenant. We need to start looking out for each other again, seeing ourselves as we the people, not as entrenched enemies. Seeing ourselves as we the people, not entrenched enemies. He talks. Well, then, then if you want to see yourselves as we the people, not entrenched enemies, then stop and then stop making war against Republicans. Stop! Stop using government agencies and government bureaucracies to make war against conservatives. Stop doing that. Okay? Because everything, the words that you said are bullshit lies because your actions say that you're making war against conservatives. That's your actions. That's the actions of this government under the under democratic rule. Is that they will that they will target and go after and make war against conservatives and Republicans. They will dox their information to, to to communist groups. Right here, it has happened. The, um, they they will give death threats to conservatives. It has happened against me. The teachers' union sent somebody to my house to threaten to cut my head off. The teachers' union, the California Teachers 
Association sent somebody to my house and threatened to cut my head off. That did happen. I was, ha I was subbing at a high school in Fresno Unified School District during a presidential election. And, I, and they knew that I was a Republican. And somebody came down from the, from the teachers' union and threatened my life in the cafeteria. This happens. When I was working at the IRS, this woman came up to me and she said, Scott, I'm scared. I didn't want to join the union, but I, they threatened me. They threatened me. And I was scared, so I went to join. So I went to the union office and paid the money. I was scared for my life. That was at the IRS in Fresno. Okay, this is the stuff that happens that people don't talk about. I was fourteen. I crossed. I was going into a grocery store. It was called Foodland. I was fourteen years old, and a teamster tried to hit me in the head with a two-by-four. The store manager prevented it from me getting hit or injured. Called That store manager called the police. There was an off-duty cop pro helping in the protest and showed his badge to the cop. The cop drove away. The teamster that was attacking a minor didn't even get arrested. This is what happens. This is Democrat. That is Democrat. Political violence comes from the left. It always has. There has been almost no act. There has been almost no political violence from the right. Almost none. They say, well, what about January 6th? That has been proven of total bullshit. And it's like my reply to that is, what about those riots where you had the city burning and you had the CNN reporter? This protest, this BLM and Antifa protest has been mostly peaceful. Four buildings were burning behind him in the background, set on fire. Seriously, dumbasses, dumbasses, as air is to breathing. It's the talk. Does he walk the walk? Well, it's a very schizophrenic approach he's taken. So sometimes when he's running for office, he says that he's a moderate, that he cares about everybody. The previous speech he gave, the one in Philadelphia, the blood red speech where he said that Republicans were the enemy of the country, that was a horrific uh a horrific statement that bothered a lot of people and was very much at odds with this presentation that he likes to make of himself as a moderate who cares for everybody. I mean, his inaugural address was, I'm going to unify the country, and he's done everything but. Well, and the, and the policies that he has put forth are on this ballot. I mean, democracy isn't on the ballot. Democracy is the ballot, yeah. but it is those. <laughs> I love that democracy is the ballot. I love that. That's a good statement policies that Democrats have put forth. I know you got a lot of thoughts about this. He, he talked about election deniers last night, wasn't he? It's estimated that there are more than 300 election deniers. Okay, we covered this on the other one. So, this, so there's that. We're dumbasses to Democrats as heirs to breathing. Now we're getting into New York State. Okay, the, here is... Wow, Lee Zeldin. Political violence. A person came up on his stage with a knife and tried to kill him. A member of the left tried to kill a Republican... Go governor candidate in a public speech on stage gun violence outside of his home while his daughters were doing homework at the kitchen table 
and they had to go upstairs and lock themselves in a safe room and call 911 while him and his wife were at a campaign event. Okay. Political violence against conservatives. Political violence against conservatives. Dem- the Democratic Party, the Biden administration, Biden himself, and the Speaker of the House and the majority leader in the Senate have all endorsed the, uh, the illegal activity of protesters protesting at Supreme Court justices' home, which is, in fact, a felony. They are in, encouraging, endorsing, and supporting, a, um, and they are an accessory to a felony. Providing support of a f- criminal activity. That's a felony. Okay? That's a felony. Dumbass is to Democrats as air is to breathing. It's been 20 years since we've seen a Republican running uh, all the levers of power in the Empire State. My next guest, George Pataki. He didn't only do it once. He did it twice. He did it thrice. Three terms of Republican governor in this bluest of blue states. And I think back in those days, it was even bluer. But I'm showing my age. Uh, (laughs) The governor still looks quite young and fit. Good to see you. Uh, You know, uh, Governor, I was distinctly recalling uh, that race and covering it at the time uh, where no one gave you a serious chance. Um, Early on, you know, you were... See, the thing is, is back in the day, New York is a blue state. Um, the New York City is a blue state, but you had the Hamptons. You had you back back then. Back then, Democrat rich people were smart. Okay, <laughs> back then you had a lot of rich people that lived in the Hamptons and in those areas that basically um, voted Republican because they did they didn't want to pay the extraordinary um, wealth taxes and the and the extreme punitive taxes that the Democrats were doing. So that's the issue here. Okay, that's where and you and basically the the the, the worker people that were that were not the liberal elites out of New York, but the factories and all this stuff. They wanted good jobs in manufacturing. That's Democrat that's not Democrat. That's Republican. Okay, and farmers and things like that in the upstate and the areas of New York, because there are farmers in New York, believe it or not, and so, so those those people were are Republican, and and so, he was able to get, um, to be elected. But see, at the same time, you had, um, the Wall Street people in New York. Those people were all Republicans. So the back in the day, you had that. Business, business people back in the day, back in the back then, the bit before woke. Okay, business people were Republican. Okay, um, and that's and that's what you had, and that's how it was able for a New York governor to be in New York. Now it's not that way. Okay, um, dumbasses to Democrat that they 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 were able to basically. Um, as these children that were from the 1960s and went through school and, and they were brainwashed into socialism and, and, and communism and acceptance of these values, um, they became more and more liberal um, and, and um, more and more woke, okay? And 
that's that so that's how they do that so so that's that's the issue here okay we're trailing Mario Cuomo who is you know trying to make it a three-peat um, and very close to election day he was still up by double digits he pulled it off and I'm just wondering you seem to be the only guy who thought you could are we missing the polls did not appreciate the magnitude of what was going on do you think the same thing's happening now? Absolutely. I think the polls are way out of line because I'm out there talking to the people. And as you said, uh, back in when I won the first time, I honestly thought I was going to win because I'd be at train stations. I'd be at uh, grocery stores standing out front talking to people. And I understood the desire to change things. And you see that now in New York. It's not just Republicans and independents. Democrats overwhelmingly think the state is headed in the wrong direction. And when you think things are headed in the wrong direction, why? I do more of the same. So I think Lee Zeldin has the best chance any Republican has had since I won the last time. You know, I was hearkening back to that race, even with my young staff, a governor, who couldn't believe that you were dismissed to the degree you were at the time, but you were. Uh, but you pounded two themes that sound eerily familiar, I, crime and just the, the economy. And, and See, this is what people don't understand is that Democrats, don't, they don't want you to look at crime. They don't want you to look at econo the economy. They want, you to f they want you to feel woke. They want you to feel that you're a victim and that the Republican white man is, 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 is evil. And that's and and white and the white man is the Republican and the man that's that that's the mantra that they're teaching here and they were counting and they were brainwashing these these minority groups and that's why you know that's what they were doing in these schools and and that's why you have that but luckily and is, is when Trump went to the African American community and says hey give me a shot. And he got a very large percentage of the black vote, okay, more than any other Republicans ever gotten. And he and he and what did he did? He 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 did a lot of things. He did more things for the African American community than any other president, and including a black president. Same thing for Asian Americans and Hispanics. And then and then the Hispanics started realizing it's like. Then they started seeing the real values that the Democrat Party has become, and they're saying, "Is this the values that we share?" I mean, Rachel's Campus Duffy on on Fox and Friends, and they talk about it all the time, is that the Hispanic vote is they don't share the the values of the Hispanic community is not that of the Democratic Party. They value education. They value uh, uh, culture. They value um, religion. They're Catholic. They're pro-life. They don't believe in death of babies. And this is the issue that has become so... I mean, the Democrats are counting on abortion to get them through this midterm. Seriously? You're counting on the, the ability for government to kill babies as, your, as what's going to keep you in power. Are you meant and don't don't look at the economy. Look at the fact that 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 government no longer can kill your baby. It's like, <laughs> yeah, okay, that's something that's gonna keep that's that's such a positive statement to let. Me, oh yeah, I want to vote for that. No, I don't want to vote for that. I don't want to vote for that. That's not an issue. 
right? That's murder. So you want to support murder and eugenics over, you know, inflation, solving inflation, reducing crime, getting murderers and drug dealers off the streets so that you can walk your kid to school without walking around um, heroin needles in the sidewalk? Seriously, Democrats are insane. Democrats are insane. These are the issues that are up for this election. That's why it's so important to vote. It is so important to vote if you want to save this country. This recession that was gripping and the inability of those in power to do anything about it. Yet in New York it was thought, yeah, the House might change, maybe even the Senate could change, but the executive mansion in New York, that is not going to change. It was the same issues. It was crime as the overwhelming issue. When people have a sense that they're not safe on the street or in their homes, they're going to look for an alternative. And Lee Zeldin has hammered crime, correctly so, for the last few months. It is out of control in New York. But you were up against an... See, here's the thing. I'm going to, I'm going to call it here. I'm going to call it here because I'm running out of time. The, 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 the governor, the, the current governor of, of New York, the woman, she said that that crime is a fiction, is, is a conspiracy. There, it's not an issue. <laughs> Seriously? I mean, just look at the videos. You have, you have this woman um, carrying groceries, and this, and this African-American man comes up with a baseball bat and beats her down and doesn't take anything and just walks away. There's numerous videos of that. You have Black Lives Matter setting up cameras on cop cars where another person walks up to the car and just shoots the cops. That's happening. Okay? This is the stuff that's going on. Okay? This is the stuff that's going on. And they... Um, so that is... That's where it is so important to vote. Okay? So thank you for listening to the Tea Party Policy Chat. And on the next episode of the Tea Party Policy Chat... Uh, we're going to have some more stuff. Um, I haven't decided what that will be yet, but um, but stay tuned for coming up. Th- um, this weekend will be the Patriot Foreign Policy Chat. It's all about Israel and American relations with Israel and celebration for Netanyahu regaining the prime minister, um, becoming the the prime minister of of Israel once again. Um, so let's celebrate. We're going to celebrate that. I love Netanyahu, and um, I've told the story before on the Constitution Pay podcast about how during the Obama administration he was insulting um, Netanyahu, and I and I called. I I personally called the Israeli embassy in D.C. and apologized on behalf of the American people for the insulting behavior of the President of the United States, because it was so disgusting. His statements and attitude towards Netanyahu was disgusting. And I, w- and I was highly offended by, by that this is the person representing our, this country and so being so basically anti-Semitic against the, the Prime Minister of Israel. It was disgusting behavior. And so that's, that's what I did, and I did it twice. Um, so there you go. So we're going to celebrate Netanyahu and the, um, and we're going to learn about different aspects of Israel, and so look forward to that on the 
Patriot Foreign Policy Podcast. A link will be in the show notes. God bless you all. God bless America. And goodbye.